Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 383 from March 18th, 1997, a Tuesday night show. Guest, the love between the two hosts. Blur, no show. Now, Adam reveals he made to the studio 10 minutes before the start time, and Drew was even later. Adam and Ann mock Dr. Drew and his notion of prep, and producer Ann gets on mic to lament only making 25% of what Adam makes. Wow. Adam is going in-depth on Drew and his coffee demands of the studio, and Ann accused Adam of not liking her. They talk about Adam and his all-business answering machine message. Adam explains he was at the construction Side all day was not the most spirited when Ann called him, and Adam says he rubs people the wrong way. Later in the show, they get in Adam's inability to read, and he claims he does not have dyslexia. And Drew is lamenting uh, everyone coming down on him due to it being a weird energy night. Adam calls Anne a fire starter and is bringing up the time she tattled on a group of guys at a bachelor party. This is a very behind-the-scenes episode with a lot of bitchiness between all three participants. Truly, truly a classic episode, especially for those who like to see how the fudge is packed, as Adam Carolla would say. And it's the debut of Adam Carolla's answering machine message, a drop that would be played on the show all throughout his run from now until 2005. As per usual, so recorded. 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Uh... All right. We have to start show ten fifteen so we can prepare. Be nice. <laughs> uh, make that uh, make a note and uh, new show start time uh, ten fifteen. All right, uh, Drew, you got here later than I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I got here ten up. Really? Yes. What happened to you? I, I was uh, I, I was faxing um, somebody something. Uh. I'll tell you during the commercial. Uh. Uh, here's the situation. Uh, nobody works harder or uh, less hard, I should say, than Dr. Drew in this radio show. Drew's uh, average. Uh, here's the situation. People, uh, when they talk about radio, they say, uh, well, sure, you're only on the air uh, two hours a night. But what about the prep? What about the uh, the long, arduous hours of preparation? What about it? <laughs> Let me tell you what Drew's uh, prep is. Uh, Drew Drew's prep is parking. Uh, it is uh, turning down the opera. It get, is getting out of the car. Get my coffee. Uh, you don't get your own coffee. You don't but get your own coffee. You do. Uh, let's be fair. A little resentful over there, uh, aren't we? Yeah, you both are to... Oh. And who puts more time into this show than uh, anybody else on this planet? Uh, let, uh, all right, but let's be fair, uh, uh, producer Ann. A quarter of one of you. <laughs> let's let's. Jerks. Well, that's just because you're a chick. It has nothing to do with talent. That's it. Uh, oh. Let's. Uh, Let's be fair. He doesn't get his own coffee, but he still has to hoist the heavy mug up to his pursed lips and sip the uh, warm confection. Yeah. And snap his fingers when he wants another cup. What would you do to Anne tonight? No. Uh, Anne, is ganging, uh, Anne came in and said, uh, accuse me of not liking her tonight. What? Said, You're sure. gay. Every time I call him. Uh, she, I was yeah. to me, though. I go, too. hey, Adam, it's Anne. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard his answering machine? 
Yeah, it's pathetic. That sounds like a psychopath uh-huh. dancing machine. I, just, I don't want troublemakers calling. That's why. I don't want to be gregarious and friendly and invite stalkers to call again. All right. I'm very stern on the machine. I'm, uh, I'm all business. Now, producer Ann uh, called me at the uh, construction site today, and I'm always in cranky mode yeah. uh, over there because everyone's working uh, half as fast as they should and getting paid twice as much as they're worth. And um, so we had a sh- uh, brief, but uh, I-, I thought it was uh, a friendly conversation. I rub people the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. How can that be friendly? You grunted at me. I'm a very low... Ann, I'm, am I not a low-energy person off yeah, the air? Yeah, but that was really bad. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, Anne does a wonderful job. I know. Uh, it would take a, a person and a quarter to replace her. It really would. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> With uh, two good arms. Uh, 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm hanging on a thing hey, like I'm steering. No, it's like you got the video game or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the fact, Summer? 310-854-4455. weird energy in the air tonight. The is free, there? The freeway was packed. I saw a car accident. Really? I left late. My kids were all worked up. We were out to dinner. Mm. The whole deal. All right. It's weird energy. We'll work through it. Anne's all worked up. She's mad at me for living. You're mad at me for practicing medicine all well, day, which is say, my preparation let, for this listen, show, by the way. I uh, Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a beef with uh, engineer, uh, producer Anne, uh, by the way, too. She is the uh, the fire starter. I don't know if you, you know that. Remember the time I went on a bachelor party? Uh, with that oh. guy, oh. a bunch of guys, and then she went and ratted out uh, the guy to his wife. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh. You would, wait a minute, you're changing your story. What do you mean you didn't mean Let, to? No, no. When he confronted you, you said, of course, of course. And I'd do it him. again. Uh, bold face, uh-huh. you, you told me that. Uh, today, uh, I get a call from Ann, and Ann puts uh, the uh, program director on the phone, our boss. With you? With me. Oh, just, just puts him right on? No. Well, no, he said uh, Kevin wants to talk to you, uh. which is never good. And uh, a good guy. And uh, But he doesn't listen to the show a lot. He catches it when he can. He's, but, he's a busy clearly, guy. Clearly, if you say anything disparaging, he'll be listening now. Uh, last time I said something disparaging about him, I thought he was out of town. And uh, I ran into him in the uh, halls of K-Rock the following day. And he said, uh, thanks for the shout out. And uh, there was a little trouble <laughs> erupted in his office a little while later. But uh, so <laughs> Ann puts uh, Kevin on the phone, our boss. And Kevin said, uh, what's up with the sound effects? And I said, uh, what sound effects? And he said, uh, you know, the reverb. And uh, me not knowing uh, radio real well, I said, what's that? And he said, uh, you know, the uh, this thing. Uh, hold on a second. Um, uh, test, one, two. What's up with that? You're doing that way too much. And I said, uh, really? And he said, yeah, it's too much. Maybe it's too long when you do it. You're, you're giving those those exactly. uh, you're giving those uh, those mantras those chants right. of the sleeping people's uh, All right. let me l- let me say uh, let me address that for a second. There's a popular notion in radio, which is uh, hit quick and get out. Uh, if you ever listen to any other radio shows, you'll notice that the conversations they have with the people that call in last anywhere from thirty to thirty-five seconds, and then they move on. Speed, speed, speed. That is the mantra of radio. And let me tell you why that is the mantra of radio. Why everybody in radio Be gets careful. that. Be careful. I'm going. Gets that beaten into their pathetic little heads. Because they have no talent. Uh-oh. Because they suck. And because most, if not everyone, including myself in radio, is so goddamn piss poor that they have to keep things moving so quickly that people uh, are they're afraid people are going to get bored. 
That is radio. You know that is the mantra of radio. Move, move, move. I challenge people to listen to other radio shows. Go ahead. I don't care. Listen to these guys. Boom. Hey, what's your name? Hey, Joey on line five. Joey, what's happening? Uh, uh, you know, don't you hate it when uh, ch- uh, chicks leave the toilet seat? Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, ring the cowbell. All right, uh, Bernice, uh, line two from Covina. What's happening? Uh, I'm trying to get those tickets. Yeah, all right. You got them. You're wiener. Wee. Keep everything moving. Move, move, move. Mantra of radio. Why? Because everyone sucks. Are, are we going to start every show this way? No, but I got something to say, so screw you. I'm going screw on me. sometimes. Me? All right, but let's get, uh, just relax. Let's get back to the reverb. So he listens to the reverb, and he says, uh, too much with the reverb. And I say, and producer Ann's going to come back into this conversation in a second. I say, I, I use the thing uh, uh, twice. Twice in the last month. Yeah. Uh, too much. Because he listened to the time when I used the show. The five minutes of the show that he listened oh, to last he... month, I was talking in reverb. Now, here's where you come in, Ann. Adam, it wasn't a problem with the reverb. It was you should use it for punctuation, it, not it was, it was just for you a 10-minute and... tirade. All right. But uh, listen, I have comedic. Drew, uh, listen, I have comedic timing. I have comedic sensibilities. So you just I keep know. it on until that happens. If something's getting stale, if I'm going to the well too often, I'll, I'll back off. I'll understand. And once in a while, you cross the line. But it's not like, oh, geez, my my compass is way off. I'm doing something that's uh, disturbing and distracting, and I think it's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever done. Absolutely not. How often do I use that reverb, Drew? Max once a week. Okay. <laughs> Would you call that excessive? But I, 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 I could do heroin as much as I use that stupid reverb, and it would be okay on the air. But here's the situation. I don't blame uh, the program director because he doesn't listen. He listens once in a while, and the one time he listened, I was droning on on the reverb. Yeah. Producer Ann, your job Ooh. is to put the fire out. Your job is to say, yes, absolutely, Uh absolutely. Not with your attitude. I'm not going to do that. You see? You see what goes on? I'm not there to defend myself. What goes around comes around, baby. And here's your job. Uh, I'll play the program director. But Uh, you know what your job is now, though? uh, Attack Ann at all costs. No, 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 no. Or what? Kiss her butt. Oh, kiss Ann's butt. Yeah, okay. I spend much more time with Kevin than you do, so I I can really get in. I know you do. But let me give you a little little, um, uh, role-playing here. Uh, uh, you be uh, Kevin, the uh, our boss. Hey, Kevin, uh, Adam, I got to talk to you. Yeah, what is it uh, about that reverb, dude? <laughs> there's there's reverb in your voice when you ask the question. I'm Kevin. speaking to you from above about the reverb. All yeah. right, uh, I'll way be, too much, I'll, way too much. I'll be producer Ann. Okay. Uh, here's Ann, your, here, Ann, what's the deal with that? Here's your reverb? here's your role, producer Ann. What are you talking about? That reverb. I listened last night. He went on for twenty minutes. Oh yeah. He did I mean, do. It, yeah, he yeah. did do that it, last it, 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 night. There's no reason for it. I think you right. should use a reverb for punctuation. I've heard him do it before. He drones on. Mm-hmm. People are asleep. That's not funny. Very it's old stuff. Very isolated. He yeah. rarely fact, does fact, it. His his comedic talent. I'm really beginning to question mm-hmm. it entirely. Okay, this has become cathartic and knock it off. Uh, the point is, uh, Anne, your job is to jump in and put the fire out. You understand? That's no fun, though. Uh, uh, like. Uh, I'm trying to sabotage you. Like Things Jim, are going too well for you right now. I know. Like Jim, your job is to be like a Jimmy Carter and um, 
and uh, Henry Kissinger all rolled up into one. Just put the fire out. Make sure uh, the Jews and the Arabs get along. What do I get out of that, though? You know, Anne is sitting there nodding her head like, uh, oh, yeah, he uses that. Oh, that's his crutch. (laughs) Yeah, that's his new thing. He got a sweatshirt made up that said Reverb Man on it. He was uh, strutting around the studio in it like 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 a rooster the other day. Put the fire out, Ann, please. All right. All right. There's your job. There All right. Go. Everyone's. Yep. Uh, no guest tonight. All right. Yeah. Piero. Yeah. Hi. 18. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I have a question. Um, like, sometimes when I have sex with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, she comes a lot. And, and that made me ponder. Um, I understand when a, when a guy comes, the purpose of that is, you know, to... It fertilize a woman, but what's the purpose of a woman coming? I mean, what is all that juice necessary right, for? The, the philosopher King here, Piero. Uh, yes. This is very fascinating. I've never thought of this. Why, I mean, Drew? Um, well, I, I, there were some theories batted around when I was in training that suggested that even the contractions helped the semen get up into the uterus. That was never proven, to my knowledge. Um, so really, you can't say that it's never been proven to have any specific function other than Increasing the likelihood that somebody's going to have sex. What did God have in mind, I think, is what uh, Pierre is asking. Have people wanting to have sex so they would have children. No, I'm saying... But I'm, do, you, do you understand? No. Why did? Why do women have women, the ejaculate? They don't, Isn't they, that they, what you're asking? No, why do they have an orgasm? Yeah. Is what shh, 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 shh. Why do they have an orgasm? Shush, shush. Shush, uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, Piero. Adam, Adam, so they'll want to have sex. Shush. Piero? No, what I'm asking is actually the woman's juice that she shoots out and that uh, okay, okay, yeah, right. Mr. Uh, Driftwood over here. All right. <laughs> now, I knew that 10 minutes ago. That is you... the question. He, 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 he said uh, she has an orgasm and uh, a lot of uh, discharge comes out of there. How come? And you went with the orgasm and right, ran right, with right, it. Right, right. What's with the female discharge? Uh, no purpose other than the fact that that stuff is there to make the whole area function properly. And it's emitted in quantities when there's contractions. But and, and, that, and that, by the way, is those glands and things are the, are the primordium of what comes together to be your prostate where the semen is produced. Where there is a very specific function. Uh, I have no idea what that statement was. What was that statement? The primordium of the prostate? Yeah, I mean, the the gland. Those. those, You don't know. We don't know for sure. Okay, you don't know. Just say you don't know. Uh, Piero, go ahead. Yeah, um, like sometimes after, even after I take a shower after sex, I still smell like her. Could it be that that could be like an age-old scent marker, like from that, the past? That definitely is. However, you're not dependent on having yeah. an ejaculate for that. Uh, now, nowadays, they call it a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. There, there I mean, a... like he marked her as she marked him. There is that uh, with yeah. her spray. Yes, not the spray. Like a skunk. <laughs> yes. A cat. Yeah, like a cat. Why? Why is this so bizarre? Many animals no, but it's, it's, uh, do this. It's not with the spray. It's just with the contact that they're, that that those pheromones and whatnot can get uh, sort of attached to you. All right. Uh, what do you think of this uh, pheromone perfume? Ridiculous. Ricoculous. Thank you. Uh, Jay, 25. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, I got a question uh, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I have a – when I have an erection – on the side of my penis, I have a, a small bump. It's about the size of a ball bearing, and it's white. And um, I'm a bit worried about it, but because it's only there when uh, 
I have an erection. I'm a bit worried going to a doctor about it. It is only there at that time? It's only there There's then. There's no way you could palpate it or appreciate it without no. that. And it's underneath the skin. I can actually uh, I can actually move it around if I want. When you have an erection? When I have an erection. Yeah. It has to be, um, if it's like a soft erection, you won't see it. Yeah. It has to be a real hard one. It's probably just a sebaceous cyst, something like that. And or sometimes you get little clotted veins in there that can happen. You got to lance uh, it, whatever it no, is. No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't think so. Um, and look, my, my message to you, Jay, only is you shouldn't be embarrassed to tell your doctor whatever it is you need to tell that person. Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about having to show him that. Him, the, the erection. He's going to have to work it, it up. It may not be the case that you have to work it up for one thing, but the fact is don't be afraid to go in and have that discussion with the doctor. There's He's going to have to work it up. Not necessarily. And there, there's absolutely nothing we haven't seen or heard, believe me. So just go in and just ask. Are there important. other uh, cases where a guy has to work it up in order to be examined? I'm sure for some of these Peroni's things and all. you know. No. <laughs> now, when the doc's, like, uh, um, working on him, does he stay on one side in case there's uh, some sort of uh, spontaneous emission? Okay. Jenny, 22. Hi. This question is for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. I'm currently nursing my baby. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what occasional use of marijuana would do to my baby. Uh, How's the kid smoking it? <laughs> There's no way it can be good for your baby. I mean, when you're breastfeeding, you, you don't take anything. Um, except a lot of, I know a lot of my friends smoked while they were pregnant. I didn't. But that's insanity. That um, is insanity. Well, let me point this out, Jenny. Uh, but those are your friends. Right. Right. Like, okay. Marijuana is this. Marijuana's okay. Jenny, please. Uh, only thing we know about marijuana is it and hallucinogens in general is they can be very disruptive to the development of the brain before the age of fifteen, okay. and clearly at the younger ages when the brain development is extremely delicate and rapid, and when the most disruption can be. So it would be passed to my baby then. Uh, I, I'm sure it would be. I don't know that for a fact, but it's very highly fat soluble, and uh, I'm sure it would get into the breast milk. Drew. Do they have, uh, maybe it would uh, stimulate the youngster's appetite. No. Nope. Uh, maybe it would, um, nope. uh, he'd have an nope. appreci- uh, appreciation for uh, reggae music at an early age. Uh, uh, Drew, yeah. are there, is there any uh, data to back up your um, half-baked theory? Yeah. About what? About, about which about, about the, the breastfeeding? About, which, about. which I sort of proposed a couple things there. Which one are you talking about? About... Uh, well, Jenny, you know what we're talking about, don't yeah, you? Yeah, marijuana and the, and the breast right. milk. I don't know of any studies of marijuana and breast milk per se, but there's ample studies on hallucinogens in people before the age of 15 and the chronic neurobiological Well, effect. we get that, but uh, <laughs> is it passed through the breast? Oh, I, I said I don't know for a fact. All right, I'm saying. is there, okay. you, you don't know of any, any uh, data. So I'm sure it's it, out there. Then. What's that? Would it be more? Would it be better to keep breastfeeding? Because I know breast milk is. Look, is, everything gets into the breast milk. You just right. Shouldn't. Is it better to to continue to breastfeed and occasionally smoke marijuana, or to feed her to the bottle that's formula, which is not as good as breast milk? Uh, there's a couple things here. Uh, how old's the child? She's five weeks. You are willing to compromise the health of your child. To maintain your relationship with marijuana, I want no, you to I'm think. Not. I want you to think about that. No, I know. I well, that's why she's day, calling. I'm thinking. You know, I want to breastfeed for six months. If but, I smoke yeah. it once during that six months, I just I don't know. I if wonder you, if I should switch the bottle because of that one time could be uh, no. worse than. No, I think you cut it. You know, maybe for a couple of days, cut it. You know, uh, switch to formula perhaps, and yeah. then back. But uh, no, no, I I think definitely stay with the breast milk for six months. Okay, and another question I have. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second, Jenny. Oh. I've uh, I've looked up. Uh, I have some data. 
for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have it off the top of my head, but there's a uh, article in the uh, December '94 issue of High Times called uh, "Bongs versus Brass," <laughs> and uh, I think it'll probably cover it in that. Go ahead. What's your other question? Uh, I had an epidural and a spinal because that's C-section. Yeah, it cannot cause chronic headaches or and chronic back pain. Uh, because my back continues to hurt yeah for long periods of time yeah i mean certainly it could i mean it can cause scarring in the region of the spinal canal and uh, that can be uncomfortable it can cause a leak and if you have a, even a tiny leak it, they, they actually pierce the epidural space and spinal fluid can slowly leak back out it doesn't seal up sometimes where does it leak into into the into the soft tissue sometimes you actually have to go in and put a patch in there they actually call it a patch and if, if you're getting chronic headaches which is the most typical syndrome of a leak and back pain uh, I would uh, I would definitely look into it. There could be some leakage here. Iris, 16. Hey, you guys. Hey. Oh, first of all, let me tell you guys that you guys really good at your job because not many people give us an opportunity to be helped. Thank you. And we really, really appreciate that. Well, Thanks, our, Iris. It is our pleasure. <laughs> yeah, okay. My question is that there's got to be something wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, um, I have this perfect boyfriend. He's just beyond perfect. He's uh-huh. great and everything. And we'll get to the bottom of this one. Yeah, <laughs> except for the uh, uh, forced sodomy and the, the, the bounce of an alcoholic and... rage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the thing is that my ex-boyfriend was like this devil worshiper, satanic-looking kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was very, I was happy. Because I found it incredibly interesting what he did and what he was into. But then, you know, we kind of started fading away and stuff happened. Like what? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, Hold on. Iris. Well, uh, Iris, <laughs> turn, this is, uh, this is uh, the voice of Adam before the six-second delay. Uh, turn the damn radio down, please. <laughs> oh, there's nothing more annoying than hearing my own voice. Uh, uh, other than... You guys have a great voice. Other than, <laughs> than, than you all hearing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Um, okay. Where was I? Um, you, you went out with a uh, devil worshiper that yeah. you really found fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you started going your own separate ways, and um, he was um, he was more into Beelzebub than he was into you. Yeah. And um, now you found a new guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's the world's greatest. Yes, he's perfect. Uh-huh. That's so why are you calling? Okay. He's like Mary Poppins. Why are you calling? Well... I don't know what's wrong. I'm not quite happy with <laughs> That's right. You're not. No, I'm not. I know. He's not abusive and He's not angry abusive. and nasty enough. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, when's the last time uh, he killed a goat? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you go. Uh, see? Uh, listen, here's the situation, Iris. Huh. You listen to the show so you know we're always right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a little bit confused, and uh, maybe you've had some difficulty in the past, and uh, you're fascinated by uh, dangerous men. Yeah, and uh, dangerous is sort of a euphemism for uh, abusive and possibly destructive. Uh-huh. So you pursue these guys, almost like uh, without knowing it. These are the guys you're attracted to. Yeah. And after uh, being in a relationship with a devil worshiper for six months, a little voice in you says, uh, perhaps uh, this isn't the best thing for me. The healthiest thing we're saying about Iris, by the way. Uh-huh. She gets into these things but does not stay with them. Right. So she says, I, I want the antithesis of devil boy. Yes. I, want, I want a good boy who's going to treat me right, blah, blah. But when you get into that, the problem is, is your drama doesn't accept it. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, once you get in with a guy who treats you right, you don't know where to go from there. It's also It also puts you in touch with feelings that are too uncomfortable. You have to have some good feelings and some real yeah. connected Ooh. relationships, and that can be too much. Where's Dad? Dad's asleep. Dad's asleep? Uh, he wasn't abusive? No, no. See, I live, Good relationship? No, I live in an episode of Little House in the Prairie. Okay. She's, she's nice. All right. She's All nice. right. Uh, Iris. Yeah. Uh, who are you? Uh, which part are you? Uh, Merlin Olsen? The... Huh? Okay. Well, we have a little, we'll have a little rule here that anytime somebody says it's, it was the perfect upbringing, leave it to Beaver, we know there's big trouble. No. And, and part of it is is the fact that you so over idealize your family that you can't you're not allowed to individuate to the point that you're able to see them more realistically, and and that, that makes people angry when people. Uh, why did you chase a devil worshiper? We got to wrap up. If when uh, people everything can't was be so the, great. when people can't be independent when they can't have be a developed independent self, they're they're pissed subconsciously. They're mad. They're angry because they, they, they've been su- suppressed so much. Uh-huh. And the way of acting out that anger is by finding that in another person. That's what happened to you, Drew. Uh, Iris? <laughs> uh-huh. you, you know I'm right. Did, did your family uh, uh, family repress you? Uh, no, actually. I'm, I can do pretty much what I want. You can. And your parents are still together and no one struck oh, yeah. you or yeah. beat you or uh, molested you? Never. All right. All right. Well, listen. So this guy's too nice? Yeah. Tough. He's just That's tough. That stick it out. <laughs> Believe me, you'll be you'll be glad. Don't go back to the devil worshiper. Well, okay. All right. You guys are always right, so I figured. Yes, stick with the nice guy. Okay. Well. All right, and tell him to mix it up a little um, when yeah. you guys are making out. You if know. He, if he was like a little bit more aggressive, that'd be great. All right. Well, here's what you do: grab his hand, uh, put it on your hair, and uh, tug it for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call, please. Should she risk friendship with her kids? Oh, wait a minute. Who is she? True. True? That's the, what it says there. Should she risk friendship with kid's dad to get back with him? <sighs> huh? I didn't even hear that. Oh, uh, yeah. If you listen to podcasts, you probably already know that one of the most listened to podcasts in the nation is Adam Carolla. But you may not know that Adam is currently being sued by a patent troll claiming that they filed a patent years ago stating they control the distribution of audio files over the Internet. On the face of it, it's pretty outrageous. But the risk is real. If Adam loses this suit, then all podcasters are at risk. If, like us, you've already contributed to Adam's podcast troll defense fund, well, thank you. But know this, even though the patent troll has stated in the media that they do not wish to pursue this case, they reserve the right to refile at a later date, which is why we need this decided now. Here's a way that you can continue to support the fight that'll cost you absolutely nothing. Go to this show's page at podcastone.com and click on the Amazon banner. Then, every time you make a purchase at Amazon, a portion of that purchase price will go directly towards fighting this patent troll. That way you can help Adam fight against this frivolous lawsuit and help us all save podcasting as we know it. Hey, I'm global security expert Paul Violas, inviting you to check out my new podcast, The Security Brief, where we'll tackle all the issues that keep you up at night. Gun violence, terrorism, identity theft, travel risks, and so many more. Get realistic solutions and interactive conversations with celebrities, experts, and most importantly, you. 
the security brief. Download it now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Oh my! All right, uh, so I'm not the most jovial. Uh, Didn't that sound like sound like a a serial killer? All right, but here's what I want on my message. That was my uh, actual message machine. Um, What I would like is for people to uh, I I have the mom limiter option on my phone machine in terms of the the incoming message. Yeah, I have like a two minute. um, don't time worry. limit, you, you don't can have call to, in. You don't have to do that, because when you hear that hostile voice, it makes you want to talk fast. Hi, this is Adam. Please leave a message. Right. It's, uh, it's straight to it. It's none of this BS. Uh, it's none of the gaslighting stuff. Hello? And you go, uh, hi. Oh, uh, it's you. I'm so glad you called. Uh, where have you been? And you end up having a 15-minute conversation with a freaking machine. No, people appreciate that. Short and quick, they leave that message. Right. All right. All right. What are you looking at? Uh, I've got a, a, a fax to read you. All right. Let me read it. Yeah, read it. All Mike, right. Mike, All Mike, right. Mike, Mike have a little yes. music here, please. Uh, this is a very special. Special. Uh, this is a, a to cat test. A cat test. Adam Carolla Aptu test. Give yourself five points if your house is being remodeled. Uh, give yourself one point for the number of times you masturbate each day. Not to exceed 10,000. Give yourself three points if you ever had a biscuit jointer stolen. Uh, give yourself 10 points if someone has crapped in your bathtub in the last year. Give yourself three points if you say, here's a situation where the five times every three minutes. Give yourself one point if you think all the drugs that are legal now should be legalized and should be left in your backyard. Give yourself three points if you think drugs should be legalized so people wouldn't steal your things again. Give yourself five points if your first name is Adam. Give yourself a half point for each issue of drugs that you own. Give yourself one point for each porno movie you own. Give yourself 50 points if you co-host some sort of radio show. Give yourself another 100 points if a co-host is a physician. Give yourself 9 million points if the name of the show is is Loveline. Uh, Give yourself 3 points if your name is Adam Carolla. Wow. That that was... uh, Jeez, that was like uh, the guy must have went through uh, half a baggie of pot uh, writing that day. That is involved. I am always flattered... um, and it was fairly amusing, too. Always flattered when people put that kind of, I, I won't even put that kind of time into this show. I know that. This is someone who's uh, not even involved with the show whatsoever. The cat test. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm flattered. And uh, it was uh, delivered uh, as, as well as Ed McMahon ever delivered anything on the Carson show, Drew. Uh, that's re- you really are my Ed McMahon. Uh, true. Yes. You're 24. Yes. Hey. Hey. Hey, Matthew Sweet's coming in here tomorrow night. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, well, my problem is that I have a son. He's almost four, and my son's father and I haven't been together for since I got pregnant. And um, he's always he's involved with the, my son's life and all this kind of stuff, and comes to visit us a lot. And well, I still am in love with him, and I was don't know if I should risk the friendship that we have now. And um, let me guess. The friendship is imposed by him. No. You'd rather have a, a relationship than a friendship, right? Yes. But whose decision was it to work just to be a friendship? Um, It wasn't really much of a... I don't know. Is there a balloon above her head saying something totally different? 
Yes. Well, he, um, we both decided. To no, please. You, you didn't decide anything because you want to be in a relationship with him. Well, yeah, that was also for. Oh, except for that. And I had gotten in another relationship. Mm, all right. Uh, how many kids do you have? Just one. Really? Yes. Uh, I mean, you're not pregnant currently? No. And does, right. he, does he want to get back with you? I don't know. Or is uh, he just kind of lonely right now? And No, no. It's, I've, uh, I'm not lonely. I'm, I have my career. No, no, him. him. Why, why is he suddenly, why do you think he's open to more than a friendship now? Well, he's gotten his life together. We both have quit drinking, quit doing drugs, quit getting in trouble. Um, I've always been totally up to safe sex and everything. Uh, I got pregnant on the pill with a condom. So it was like complete. All right. Night. So you're just okay. stupid. Yeah, we were just stupid. I mean, yeah. you're responsible. You just uh, you don't know how to execute. Well, it's I like I bought a fire extinguisher, and then when the fire broke out, uh, I I tried to beat it down with the fire extinguisher. I forgot to pull a little pin out and actually spray it onto the grease. Well. So you get you get a few points for uh, being responsible uh, to buy the fire extinguisher, but you get way uh, minus points for not knowing how to use it. Because if you're on the pill and you got a condom and you get pregnant, you didn't use something correctly. No, there is that point one percent that doesn't get that the pill doesn't work and condoms can always break. All right, so the condom broke and the uh, pill didn't work uh, on the same night. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, you were uh, using the pill uh, according to uh, the doctor's notes. I've been using the pill for seven years. Never missed a day. Never. What pill? Um, it's called Orthonovum. Huh. Never. Huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, uh, don't tell this story to your child, by the way. Oh, of course not. Uh, we used a condom, a sponge. Uh, I had Norplant. <laughs> uh, we used, uh, we dipped ourselves in spermicide, and I was on uh, Orthonovum. And still, Junior, you're here. Uh, uh, congratulations. Well, he is very, uh, he's, he's definitely blessing. I don't. Uh, all right, but let's get, but let's get back to the, the issue at hand. You guys want to have a family, right, for him? I want to. Right. I don't want to have any more kids. What does he want? I mean, we're, I'm pretty clear what you want. What does he want? <clears throat> I'm not sure. We've never talked about it. Why don't you talk to your... Hands? I mean, look. Even appeal to him on behalf of your son. Get together and have a family. I mean, you love this guy. He. Yeah. We don't know what his deal is. I, mean, I have my doubts about <laughs> your husband. <laughs> oh, but, yes. But, but if he has really, truly made change the way you suggest he has, and if he is ready to dedicate himself to a, a domestic life on behalf of your chan- your son, then, then by all means. Uh, here's the situation, though, true. Yeah, I just don't want to lose the friendship that we have. I mean, uh, we have a uh, really good relationship, and I don't want to, ha- like, push him away so that he's not involved with the, my son, our son's life. Well, here's what you don't want to do. Here's, here's what's going on, true. Um, you are interested in this guy as more than a friend. Mm-hmm. You have the sneaking suspicion that he's not interested in you as more than a friend, and you don't want to come on to him, um, uh, get your feelings hurt, and uh, put him off in some way. Yeah. If if I told you, uh, yeah, I just spoke to this guy, and he says he's uh, would like to marry you tomorrow, you would gladly risk the friendship. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, risking the friendship is not really an issue. You don't want to risk having your feelings hurt again because he already hurt you one time. Well, we hurt each other. And no, no, no. He hurt you. Stop yeah. with this mutuality BS. That, that probably was, was one of the things that was severely lacking in the relationship was any mutuality. Yeah. Uh, true. I'm guessing uh, that he's not. Yeah, uh, But you know what? Give it a try. 
because there's no crime in telling people what you feel. Especially when you have a reason for it. There's like a, a child. something to commit to, yeah. Listen, everybody, uh, this is not some big uh, game where you try to uh, save face all the way through life and uh, those who save the most face at the end uh, get an extra 10 years of, uh, of retirement living or something. It's not quite the contrary. People yes, that the don't people, take risk end right. up losers. Right. Uh, be all right with rejection once in a while. You don't have to take it personally. Uh, there are people out there who you can ask out who don't want to go out with you. It doesn't make you a bad person. There are uh, employers who are going to fire you. There are jobs you're going to apply for and you're not going to get. Right, this is now getting cathartic for Sometimes, you. Sometimes, uh, this, this is the one important thing I learned from therapy, Drew. Here's what my shrink told me. The one thing. Here's what my shrink told me. That was many years ago, but it's always stuck with me. Actually, I never remembered it until just now, but 10 years ago, she said to me, when I was complaining about getting my girlfriend back and, oh, how do I do it and I can't do it and this and that and what's going on and everything, and she said, Adam, sometimes the answer is no. And you got to just get with on it. with it. Yeah. That's right. The answer is no. And that's all right, because uh, the, the more you ask and the more you chance to know, the more yeses you're going to hear. Uh, Victoria, 19. Hey. Hey. Uh, let me just say that uh, I have a very large penis. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my, my question is for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, about a week and a half ago, I went to the doctor, um, the gynecologist, to get a pelvic exam. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said that my uterus was a lot bigger than what it should be. Mm. And that that's usually a sign of pregnancy, but yep. I had a, a urine and a blood test that both came back negative. Okay. Um, Did they do an ultrasound? No, she didn't. Uh, but I've been having bloody discharge for like two months. Huh. And uh, sex is usually painful, and I usually start bleeding every time after sex. Huh. So what would cause an enlarged uterus besides pregnancy? Oh, there are lots of things that can cause it. I mean, uh, you, you need to have this further evaluated. I mean, the most the most serious thing would be uterine cancer, but that would be extremely unusual in your age group. There can be polyps. There can be fi fibroids. Uh, were you on the birth control pill at any point? No, I can't take that. There are hormones, medication. Uh, how big is a uterus, Drew? Um, size of a big tent or uh, like a single-man tent? Huh? It's that... No, I thought it was big. Yay. No, it's big when the baby's in it, but it's no. like it's that. No, it's that big? Yeah. Uh, Drew's uh, holding his hands. Uh, he's making a little hook. He, he, what, the size of a golf ball? No, bigger Tennis than ball? Different Pomegranate? Scale. Pomegranate. Okay. No, well, like, you know, like, uh, big kidney bean? A cantaloupe. Can't, it's not that big. shouldn't be that big. <laughs> okay. How many feet of intestine do you have? Nine. Okay. Which kind of which, which intestine? Upper and lower combined. Don't know the lower, the small, the small intestine. All right, why don't you, why don't you Not too large intestine. All right, uh, Victoria. Uh huh. What should she do? Get this thing more thoroughly evaluated. I mean, they may have to do biopsy. They may have to do a colposcopy, a, a, a hysteroscopy, where they actually look into the uterus with a scope. They'll undoubtedly have to do ultrasounds. They have to figure out what this is. It's very important. And and it still could be some, maybe perhaps some residual of pregnancy. I mean, who knows what what? We, you don't know until they go and look. All right. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk to a young 16-year-old Nick who has extra skin on his penis, and it gets stretched out when he masturbates. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad. 
do is get e-voice. Yes. That's what I, need I need to get eVoice. Yes. Here's what you do. If for all your business calls, it's hard to look professional and get anything done, eVoice is a better way to connect with your clients. Get your own toll-free number. It's a professional greeting. Dial by name, directory, more. Transform any phone into a business phone. Customer calls are sent wherever you are. Home, office, beach, bar. Ah. Yeah. I like the bo- dungeon. the two. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, my listeners can our listeners can try eVoice free thirty days. Again, a free offering. How we do that, I don't know. Plus five dollars off each month. That's under eight dollars a month. That's ridiculous for this service. It's a professional phone service. Oh, come on now, don't put this off. Hit pause. Go to eVoice.com and set up your free trial. Enter promo code ACE for an additional mm-hmm. five dollars off per month forever. That's eVoice.com promo code ACE. A C E. All yeah, right. I will- Leave a little, live a little, for Christ's sake. All right, uh, not you guys in the coffee. This is good coffee. I mean, this is bad coffee. There's nothing to do with it. We're talking about our family. <coughs> All right. All right, I'm losing it. Uh, Hi, this is Adam. All right, uh, one eight. <coughs> I'm still not over my cold. One eight hundred. <laughs> if he was pissed off by the reverb, imagine. Uh, yeah. This is just the worst radio ever. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. Adam Carroll, that's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician. Takes your medicine, medicine. Tomorrow night, Matthew Sweet. All right. We're talking, uh, Drew and I were talking during the commercial about our horrible families. And uh, my family would be the, uh, I would call them the uh, overwhelmed family. And uh, what what I was uh, using as an example, here's my family. Maybe you guys can identify with this. Uh, my mom is out of town in Germany, by the way, uh, visiting my sister, who just uh, got done birthing my nephew. So uh, I can say what I want. <laughs> you know, unless we get picked up uh, in uh, Heidelberg or something. But um, here's my family in a nutshell. Uh, nine of us sitting around uh, having a dinner, uh, celebrating uh, someone's birthday. Grandpa, grandma, um, the whole family. At the uh, end of the dinner, the coffee cake comes out. Then the call comes in. Uh, who wants coffee? Uh, I say, uh, I'd like some coffee. I enjoy the coffee uh, with the, I enjoy coffee, you know, I enjoy coffee with coffee, but I certainly like it with the, with the pound cake. Uh, then someone else uh, raises a hand. I- I'll have some, too. Now the debate begins. Uh, if it's just two of uh, two of you, uh, I, I think I'm going to make uh, instant. Now, I don't know if you people know the difference between instant coffee and regular coffee, but instant coffee shouldn't even have the word coffee in it. It should only be, it should be called instant liquid or instant hot brown uh, liquid. Uh, but the, the word coffee does not belong in instant coffee. Uh, same way uh, milk doesn't, uh, shouldn't be in the title of powdered milk. Right. It should be called the powdered uh, powder, powdered paint, uh, powdered white stuff, powdered blanco. Wait a minute, is that white? Yeah. Okay. I'm working with the Hispanics up uh, at the house, so I'm uh, picking up some stuff. The point is this. Uh, I say, I don't want the instant coffee. It tastes horrible. Uh, then uh, mom pipes up. Well, uh, I'm not going to make a pot of coffee. Uh, you know, uh, drag the pot out, uh, dump the thing, scoop and measure, uh, go to the sink, uh, fill up the thing, dump it in 
Uh, Mom, I make a pot of coffee every morning, every day of my life, seven days a week. And you know how many people drink it? Me. One person. It takes uh, two and a half minutes. I flick the thing on, I dump the thing in, and I go and I hit the shower. Uh, that's what I tell her. I really go masturbate. But hey, you know, I don't want to say that in front of the family, especially with the grandparents and everything. This is my family, the overwhelmed family. We have to put it to committee to have a, a pot of coffee because we don't deserve it. Oh. Huh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't, we're, not worth, we're not worth it. Right, right. Uh, that coffee's good and uh, should be enjoyed by at least a platoon before we break down and make it. I'm not a good enough person to make a pot uh, just for myself. I'll suffer with Sanka. I mean, it also sounds like the, that depression is pervasive still, too. It's like, oh, yeah, a little bit. to do anything. Yes. Uh, that should be Sanka's motto. motto. Uh, suffer with Sanka. <laughs> Nick, 16. Hey, Adam. How's hey. it going? Good. Uh, hope you get over that cough, man. Yeah. Really the rest of us, yeah. That's been like two and a half weeks. You'll be all right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, listen every night. Yeah, uh, Drew got me, uh, scored me, I should say, a big ton of uh, samples from the uh, med room that he has the keys to over at the hospital. All right. Uh, did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> antibiotics, I'm sure they were sugar pills. Uh, one of them said Pez on it. <laughs> uh, the antibiotics did nothing. The me- and nothing, Drew. You don't know what would have happened had you not taken them. Uh, that is the doctor's line. I understand that you guys have to do that. Nick. Yeah. What's um, going on? Like, uh... When I have an erection, uh, my penis looks like fine and everything, but because I masturbate a lot, and I'm pretty sure this is why. Like uh, when I'm done, like it gets all wrinkly and stuff, and like up towards the top, and it, uh, it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Nick, um, it's really normal for guys your age to preoccupy with your anatomy. Is it normal? Is it not? Uh, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something right? And it sounds like things are fine. Sharpay syndrome. And you shouldn't worry about it, okay? Sharpay right. is the normal appearance of a healthy young man. That's what it's called? No. <laughs> Sharpay syndrome. Uh, named after a uh, French doctor, uh, Dr. Uh, Pierre Sharpay, uh, who uh, had this and, and invested. He dedicated his life to the uh, saggy he was so sk- famous. skin on the penis. Uh, they named a dog after yes. him. A saggy skinned dog. After How him. many people know that? I'm really surprised. No, people don't know the lineage behind the uh, Sharpay dog, but it was uh, Pierre Sharpay, a famous uh, French, uh, actually, I think it was a chemist by trade, uh, around the turn of the century. I he was a urologist. Urologist, pardon me. Um, uh, he studied chemistry and then he switched his major to urology. Ah. Uh, urology, not a real popular major around the turn of the century. Yeah, uh, it was when the specialty was just splitting off. They're very stigmatized back then. Oh, doctor of the zippiness. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, made much fun of in his village. <laughs> okay. Lynn, 18. Yes, I have a question for you. Yes, I'm um, three months pregnant, and I've been having some spotting, and I don't know if it's something I should be concerned about or not. Uh, yes, very concerned. Uh, you, okay. you should call your obstetrician tonight. How long have you been spotting for? Just for, like, the past, like, four or five hours. Yeah, oh, no, no, call right away. You having any cramping? No, I haven't. All right. And I'm, a, I'm adopted, and I've been told by my my adoptive family, that my natural mother had her period normally when she was pregnant with me. Well, that's... that's Is that something that could be no, genetic? No, 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 no. Bleeding during the first trimester is first trimester bleeding. It is a potential miscarriage. Uh, you've got it. You've got to uh, call the doctor. How does uh, how does that work? They get a bio and a headshot uh, of the person that put you up for adoption. A, a menstrual I history don't too. Know. Menstrual and history. Do they? 
true. I don't know. That's You're not. Yes, Pierre. Okay. I, I don't know, Drew. So. Uh, Lynn. Where's uh, where's uh, I was gonna I was you know for a second I was gonna say where's your husband? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, but I I'm sorry for You've learned better. you. Where's the uh, guy who knocked you up? He he and I are still together. Oh really? Yeah. No. We're actually thinking about possibly getting married. We're not sure yet. Please do, please, please, please. That's what we're thinking. Now, don't, don't, now Adam, if you and you've been doing this show for a while now, yes. have you not come around to my way of looking at things that even a bad marriage is better than? What we're hearing about out there every damn night. No, because no. It, it, uh, listen, it's one extra person to screw up the kid around the house. Yeah. Uh, that's what I look at it as a uh, bad marriage. Uh, at yeah. least his mom. Uh, here's the situation. But, but if people work towards something, they can always ta- move towards health. You know, they, mm. it's potential there at least. Here's my take, Lynn. Uh, sorry for not involving you in your own call. Um, and by the way, nothing against single mom. That's not what I'm. That's not my point at all. I'm talking about teenage pregnancies, really. Right. Um, here's my take on uh, parents staying together. Uh, sure, uh, g- give it a run. Uh, but if there's going to be more abuse uh, with the guy in uh, the house than out of the house, I think it does more harm than good. I really do. I think uh, no rearing that, that is, is better than that. abusive rearing. But if we as a culture began making divorce less of a viable option and made people work their marriages and respect one another and do things, sacrifice on behalf of a child, God forbid, right? that uh, you know, we'd move things in the right direction. Well, here's the problem we've had as a culture. Uh, Disney... Which you're weaning your kids on uh, already? They're they're shooting it up every night. Yes, they're like uh, they're uh, Disney junkies. Oh yeah, they're mainlining. Yes. Um, in ways that I, I wonder what the impact is just going to be. I mean, when we were kids, we saw Pinocchio and we walked away, and that that was our Pinocchio. Yeah, our message uh, as a youth was, uh, "Hey, uh, stay away from whales." No, but we'd see it once, and it would oh, stay I with see. it. And then we walk. My kids watch Pinocchio eighty-seven times. Oh, I and see. And then they go on to the next eighty-seven viewings. But of more Bambi. importantly, they watch um, uh, the Little Mermaid and Pocahontas yep. and yep. Uh, all this uh, fairy tale business. Yep. And here's the situation, Lynn. Here's what I think. As a society, we have rammed the message home of, uh, uh, listen, there's one person out there. There's your soulmate. When it's right, it's right. Uh, and it's a marriage or, or a right. match made right. in heaven. Right. That's beyond. So you get together with somebody. And uh, six months into it, uh, the person gets abusive. It doesn't go so well. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Whatever goes wrong goes wrong. Now you start thinking, well, this ain't right. That's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, this isn't my person. I must it's, not have it's, met it's my, my person. my world. I've got to go for it. I didn't meet my person. Uh-huh. This isn't him. Uh, I'm going to go find someone else or it isn't her. And what they don't make a Disney movie about is uh, that uh, a relationship is tough. It's work. It's a pain in the ass. It's not all uptime. There's a lot of downtime. Yeah. And uh, you have to you have to seriously focus on it and go to work on it like anything in life, like a career like your physique, if you're going to the gym, it's no different than anything else. You look good walking around the beach on a Saturday, but it's only because you busted your ass on Monday through Friday in the gym, sweating your ass off. Same with a relationship. And we don't really give that message. Our message is, hey, when it's right, it's right, and you'll know it. All right, uh, so Lynn. 
Back to uh, the, go to your. Yeah. Do you have a, a a doctor? Yes, I do. Call, call tonight. Really, okay. they may want to see you in the emergency room and take a look at what's going on. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank all right. you very much. All right. Uh, call if he's, us back. If, let us know what happened. All right. Okay, if, I will. If he's not there, uh, have him page at the driving range. Oh, okay. All right. You're, 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 yes. yeah. uh, Drew, uh, the only doctor in the world that doesn't golf. Do no. you? No. If I had time, if I had four hours, what do you think I'd do? All right. No one cares. No one cares. Right. <laughs> what would you do? You, you, I would knock a little uh, white ball around a green. You'd be working on faking your death. That's right. Bernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, too, too high. When I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. And now, Katy Perry! Imagine going on stage without any guitars, or keyboards, drums, or a microphone, and being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash happen. This is Loveline, and we'll be back in a short 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Our guest is the the, the disdain that we're discovering uh, between the two hosts tonight. Hi, this is Adam. And uh, that would be my phone answering machine. Uh, tomorrow night, Matthew Sweet in studio. Uh, here's the reason I, I didn't leave uh, any kind of a clever or jovial message on my phone machine outgoing. Uh, funny guys are always supposed to have uh, funny messages. Mm. You know what I mean? And you got to um, be different. Leave a message, leave a message at the tone and the time. You know, and I, I figured, uh, uh, let's not do that. I'll, I'll prove myself in other, other arenas. All right. Uh, do you got a call pick there, Drew? Yeah, I did. This one. Uh, uh, Robert, 19. Oh, hi, Adam and Drew. How you doing? Good. Oh, good. Hey, uh, I'm. Uh, I have a little problem here. I was uh, recently on spring break down in Mexico, and uh, I had a couple, a uh, couple, couple of things too many to drink. And uh, I, I met this girl, and we, uh, we had a little something there for a while. And and I mean, I never knew her before and that. But uh, what I'm trying to get at, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. You just, you're talking about somebody FTD. from this. You met somebody from this country while you were down there. I yeah, she was from this country. Where were you, where were you? I was at Rocky Point, Mexico, with uh, Penasco. Where's that? that Where, is that near the Texas border or the no, Arizona? Uh, actually, uh, Arizona border. Yeah, and uh, I was just wondering. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of worried uh, if if I could get tested for. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't to the point of actual sex, but I mean, I was just wondering, like, what what kind of things can you get from uh, oral sex? You can get everything. And you can the, get anything. And the anti is always up to, uh, whenever you're south of the border. 
Uh, yeah. You could take a healthy person, uh, send them across the Tijuana border, uh, crabs, syphilis, yeah. <laughs> and then they step right back into San Diego, it's gone. Okay. I swear to God, uh, Drew, I, I know there's no uh, medical evidence this to back this up. This happened to you? Yeah. Happened to you. Uh, you jump, I actually jumped across the border. I had a lesion on my penis. I stepped back into San Diego. It disappeared Real. magically. Beautiful. So I should get tested for everything. No, Robert. Let's talk about it. How long ago did this happen? Uh, about a week ago, actually. Have you had any symptoms at all since then? Uh, I have actually just a uh, sore on my tongue, actually. On your on your where? My tongue. Tongue? Tongue. Tongue. Oh, he, he did say uh, ton, by the way. That's what it sounded like. Uh, 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 apparently, it's very sore. <laughs> uh, because if you hold your tongue and you try to say tongue, you say tongue. And it, this, it, it's, a, it's a painful sore? It's not yes, just a... It, yeah. Yes. yeah, that needs to be looked at. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can get herpes that way. You can get gonorrhea, syphilis. How's the nightlife Lamedia, there in um, Rock, HIV, uh, Rock Point? HIV, hepatitis C, hepatitis it was, uh, B. Pretty, pretty slow till Arizona State University showed up, actually. Oh, really? And they yeah. took over. And here's what a lot of people don't know about Mexico. Uh, I've never been to any good parts of Mexico. I've been to Tijuana. I've been to Rosarita. I've been to Ensenada. And then I've been like 100 miles outside Ensenada just in the desert. Mm. Uh, used to go on a big uh, construction. Uh, let, let me tell you what construction guys do to blow off steam. They all drive trucks. They put the surfboards and the dirt bikes in the... Uh, back of the truck and uh, you sit in the back of the truck and they drive down to uh, the beach in uh, Ensenada or Baja and just pitch a tent and uh, drink tequila. And here's the beauty of Mexico, at least that part. No rules. Uh, sitting in the back of a pickup truck uh, with a caravan of pickup trucks, uh, lighting M80s off a cigar and throwing them at the car behind us uh, right down the main highway. Uh, with a beer in one hand and, uh, like I said, an M200 in the other hand. You're shooting automatic rifles or anything as you went? Yeah, with uh, bandolero belts around. No, just doing that. It's the beauty of it. Right. Uh, let me tell you a good uh, Ensenada story. Uh, went to Ensenada, uh, camped out on the beach, had a good time. Uh, that night, uh, went into town, uh, went into a strip bar. A lot of surfers hang out in Ensenada in a place called San Miguel, which is sort of between Ensenada in Tijuana, big surf spot. Uh, a bunch of surfers hanging out in this bar. Uh, me and my non-surfing buddies or drinkers are hanging out in the bar, too. Nudie bar. One of the surfer guys uh, gets so loaded, a young guy, 19, whatever, gets up on stage, uh, drops his pants, uh, buck naked, and starts uh, gyrating around with the stripper. Uh, makes for a good laugh. I'm shaking his uh, penis everywhere. Uh, the fall, We see this. We have a laugh, too. and We never see these guys. After that, uh, the following day, uh, we're at the beach, uh, sleeping it off, and a couple of surfers uh, pull up next to us. They spread out the towels and stuff, and two of them are giving their one buddy a real razzing. Oh, boy, uh, Mark, were you loaded last night? Yo, you're up on stage. You're naked. You're shaking your dong around. This is great. Uh, Mark defending himself now. Deny, uh, deny it. Uh, who cares? Uh, I probably didn't do it. Uh, if I did, big deal. We're in Mexico. No one saw. No big deal. Uh, in which case, now all four of us go up to the guy. Hey, uh, weren't you the dude uh, who was shanking his penis around last night? Yeah, hey, that was great. Uh, you wonder if his friends ate that up with a, just a fork and spoon? Oh, that was awesome. All right. Uh, Josh, 17. Yeah, Colin, I had a girlfriend. You know, she lived with me and everything. Been with her a few months and everything. And uh, her parents pretty much said it's either them or me. Why? I don't know. How old is she? She's 19. <laughs> You don't know. I don't. I don't know. Her parents just don't like me. I mean, 
like past experiences or anything. I tried to commit suicide in the past. Oh. Like cut my wrist and everything. Just like hmm. in the hospital. Do you think that'd be a plus? Uh, no. I'm, really, if they didn't like you. No. Are they scared? Uh, all right. Let's let's do. Let me just dissect this. Uh, she lives with you. She did until the other day. Where did you live at the time? I live in Harbor City. Uh, with your folks? No, with my grandmother. Help her out and everything. She's kind of sick. And she gives you a, a room there? Yeah. And your grandma didn't care that uh, your girlfriend lived with you? No, she said she could. Where are your folks? Excuse me? Where are your folks? Well, my dad, I don't talk to him, and my mom lives in the next city over, Lomita. Why? Why are you apart from your parents? Why what? Why are you apart from your parents? Uh, just because my dad, I haven't been with him, like, my whole life or anything, so. And then my mom, just like, I don't know. Overwhelmed. She's got a lot of stuff going on. She's a recovering addict for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So you, you have bad parents. Not necessarily. I don't know. Not bad people. Just not uh, good parents. Bad parents. I guess you There's a that. difference. I had bad parents. Uh, great people, bad parents. Yeah. yeah parent, it's it's like, uh, you know, it's like anything. It's like, hey, the guy can't snowboard worth a damn. Does it make him a bad person? No, he's just a bad snowboarder. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents are bad at snowboarding and parenting. They could be decent people. Uh, I'm guessing not, but uh, they didn't do a good job. Uh, your girlfriend lives at home now. She's back at home. Yeah, but see... The, Why is she back at home? Her parents said that if she stays with me, like, another day, that pretty much told her that they're all dead to her and not to try to contact them or anything. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I mean, her mom's, like, playing this big head trip. Her ex-boyfriend moved in there a while ago, and she doesn't want to get back with him or anything, but her mom... Moved in where? To her mom's house. That's weird. When she lived here. It's like a, like a bait. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. yeah. it's pretty weird. I don't know. And he has, like... <clears throat> Some tattoo says mom or whatever of her mom's name. And it's like some big, I don't know, she's like in love with the son. I guess she should marry him or something. But she's trying to get back with her daughter. Uh. And she doesn't want that, you know. But it's like she's pretty much saying, like, get back with him and leave Josh unless you have, or else you have no family, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So uh. this is uh, this is messy at best, Josh. Yeah. All I right. Mean, yesterday I talked to her on the phone, and she's all, I don't want anything to do with you, you know, you're crazy, this and that. Uh, and then That's sometimes an, an indication that people don't want stuff to do with you. Yeah, and then today uh, her friend calls and said to call me. I guess, like, she told her friend to call me because they won't let her call me or whatever. Right. And uh, her friend said that all that stuff she said yesterday she didn't mean. Uh-huh. She loves me and she wants to come back with me and everything. But right. her everybody was standing around and everything. And no, she could, Josh, no, please. Uh, no, no, okay. No. Josh, uh, here's the situation. Yeah. Uh, your girlfriend's got some problems. Yeah, I know. Uh, your girlfriend's family's got some problems. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you've got some problems. Yeah. Uh, your family's got some problems. Yeah. The only thing you can do anything about that. Do you have a pet, a uh, dog or a cat? No, I had a lizard. A lizard? He's yeah. got problems. Lizard's got problems. Uh, Josh, the only thing you can do anything about is your problems. Yeah. And let her go, I'm sorry to say. I mean, it must be pretty painful, particularly for the sort of least allegation of the fact that it to be the parent that's that's requiring her to leave you. I, I don't think that it's all just that. She sounds pretty chaotic and ambivalent herself. So uh, She's 19. I'm guessing she's not uh, going to college full-time. Uh, can she get out of the house? No, they won't let her leave or anything. She's pretty much being babysat all day. Uh, she can't get a job and move out? Well, she's tried that. When we lived here, we like went out and tried to find jobs and everything, and I got a job, and then it didn't work out because insurance reasons, I guess, for the job. I'm too young or whatever. I'm not 18 yet. Uh, okay. And then... then we're both going to school, like, 
at an occupational center. I was going for welding. She was going for like business classes and stuff like that. Uh, welding's not a bad way to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with the welding career? Well, it's like the ride situation there and everything. It was really right. hard to get there. Couldn't okay. have a ride every day. Josh. Couldn't have a ride home. All right. Uh, here's the thing. Forget about her. Uh, it really, you have bigger problems in life. Yeah. You really do. And, and you're only going to solve them if you leave her behind. Really, it'll stay focused on her as a way not to deal with this. Yes. Things. Don't focus on her. Don't focus on her family. Focus on your sanity. Oh, Jesus Christ, Drew. How miserable is life when uh, your parents abandon you? Uh, I mean, it, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, uh, my parents weren't abusive, but they, I was on my own, and it was like, it was, it was horrible. I mean, you, you get a job, but you don't have a car uh, to get back and forth. Uh, nothing works. I mean, uh, just uh, I borrowed my friend's motorcycle to go on a uh, on, on a job that I finally got. Uh, left it parked uh, somewhere because I didn't have money for parking. The thing got towed. I had to walk home. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Century City to mm. North Hollywood. Uh, hitchhike. Luckily, a nice uh, gay gentleman oh. in a uh, in a uh, El Dorado <laughs> uh, picked me up and drove me about half the way. Yeah, and, and then what? Yeah, okay. No, just a big gay guy in a convertible El Dorado. That's all right. Want to get high? Uh, yes, I would, but uh, I'll hold off. <laughs> what the hell was that? Ste- what was that? It was just in your headphones. Oh, it was. All right. Stephanie, 22. Yeah. Hi. Well, first of all, Adam, I want to tell you that um, I think it was Saturday night. My uncle brought this girl home from a bar, <clears throat> and she crapped in his tub. Oh, really? Yeah. This is now an epidemic. Uh, yeah, I, I think she is the infamous tub crapper. I, I, uh, there's, no, there's got to be. I think it may have been her brother uh, who crapped be, in I, my tub. Because they were in bed, and she asked him where the bathroom was. He told her where the bathroom was. He walked in, and she was crapping in his tub. What's, well, the, what's the deal with your uncle? I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you. It, Drew, this is of epidemic proportions but why now. Is and uncle, I, I think we have to get, like, uh, uh, Edward James almost to do, like, a PSA. <laughs> Why is your uncle <laughs> millions of years, uh, uh, millions of times a year, tubs are desecrated in physical relations? Needlessly, with people like this, and then why is he sharing this with you, your niece? Well, no, no, he, he's he's my age. I mean, you know, and we talk about stuff like that all the time. But he called me, he's like, you know, what talk do I do? Like he's like, this girl just crapped in my tub. Well, she was loaded, right? Yes, of course. And here's the thing: when you get really loaded, um, a lot. There's a lot of defecation and urination that goes on uh, for a lot of people. What? Uh, let me explain, uh, Stephanie. I know you'll understand. Drew doesn't. Uh, I've had friends that have gotten loaded, uh, stood up, and urinated on their girlfriends uh-huh. uh, while they were sleeping. Uh, I know people that have gotten loaded and uh, like went and took a dump on someone's car hood. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, that was me. I've known people have gotten loaded and you know just got up in the middle of the night and started peeing in the corner of the room or into the hamper. You know, yeah, I, I a, think we share some of the same friends. Yeah, a lot of people, when they get loaded, uh, they they sort of digress to this Cro-Magnum man. And part of that, let me tell you something. People grew up very uh, feces and urine-oriented in life, uh, marking one's territory, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. We've trained man over the years to use the damn toilet or the urinal. But when you get loaded, really yeah. loaded, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it, it blew my mind, and the first person that I thought of was you. And, and let me tell you something, Stephanie. Let me give you a worst-case scenario. When you get so loaded that you pass out in front of a few people like this, 
uh, then you become like a uh, human bonfire, and everyone tries to put you out with your human tub. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it was all right. So uh, you just you just wanted to share. No, actually, I, I do have a problem. Oh, um, you do. Uh-huh. My boyfriend is very into kinky sex. Very, and I'm not. How kinky does he want to get? Very. I mean, he wants me to talk dirty to him. He wants anal sex. He wants what? I mean, just everything. He wants to use Somebody the vibrator. He wants to pull my hair. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm I'm not like that. I've I've never done that before. And his line. And when I first met him, like you know, I just thought he's just a normal everyday guy. You know, because that's how he came off. And not to mention his profession. And then when we get in bed, a uh, cop. What? Is he a cop? No, he's a doctor. Oh, ah, Drew nodding his head like uh, one of those dogs you put in the back of the car window there. He must understand. Yes, Drew works with many guys like this. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pent up, they're controlled, their parents were overbearing, and now they get, they get older and it all comes out in the form of sex. <laughs> uh, neurologist? No, he's a DO. Uh, designated loser? <laughs> What's a, a DO? Doctor of orthopedic medicine. Oh, DO. Yeah, D.O. Uh, doctor of orthopathic. Osteopathic. Osteopathic. Osteopathic medicine. Osteopath. Right. It's yeah. an osteopath. What is an oste- uh, osteopath? A uh, bone doctor? No. It's uh, an osteopath. It's not a physician. It's an works on ostriches? He What's to, he do? He goes to osteopathic I school. He goes so. to medical school. What's osteopathic school, you um, it's a, it's osteopathic a, a-hole? It's uh, kind of between chiropractic and doctor. All right. These aren't real doctors. Yeah, like manipulation, stuff like that. Yeah, that's uh, he's a bone guy. Yeah. No, but they, at least they, they study disease. He I mean, cracks people. Yeah. Uh, all right. And well, he, he works in um, in the emergency room. Yeah. All right. That's uh, what he does. Some, some of them are pretty well trained. Actually. And that's how I met him, and I know Dr. Drew doesn't agree with that. All right. Stephanie, don't, don't, don't agree with what? What, what were you but, in the emergency room for? Oh, I, I was in a bad accident. Okay. And he he dated you after meeting meeting you in the emergency room? Yes, I know it's against medical ethics. It's totally know. inappropriate. So already you, he's somebody that has terrible boundaries and is, is, is of questionable ethical makeup all right uh don't do anything you uh don't want to do and i'm I mean, coming you, up with a new invention for some reason uh, stephanie is a good target uh, for true. abusers come on I, I, I listen well listen when i announce something uh but, and i'm about to say something but, you have to jump in all right go ahead announce it. go tub liners that's my new invention that's good well, but thin uh, little plastic uh, trays that are molded to your tub and they slide right in there like uh you know like when you paint dish, they like have a soap this, dish uh, liner yeah yeah, tub liners uh, for uh, for when un- unwanted guests come over to stay. Uh. Satara. Hey. Hey, you're uh, 15. Yeah, I have a question. I have a comment for you guys, and then I have a quick question for Drew. Yeah. A couple days ago, you guys were talking about um, ethnicity and like an app for like alcoholism. Alcoholism. Yeah. yeah. What is that noise? Your phone? Oh, my phone's gonna go dead. Uh, oh, great. Ah, oh, great. Okay. Yes. Anyways, you guys like named every ethnic group except for Persians or anybody relatively Middle Eastern. Um, no, I didn't name everyone. I, I named ones for which there are clear-cut biological tendencies. What are the Persians? Into? Uh, there's there's a fair amount of opiate addiction. Amongst oh Persians. yeah, that's right. And uh, alcoholism is not that common over there. The many Middle Eastern, not many, the Middle Eastern cultures is one of the ethnic groups where you occasionally see opiate addiction without alcoholism. Which is pretty rare in, in other in other. Uh, why ethics. is that? That's when we have identified all the different genes that are necessary to make up an addict. 
will be able to tell you that answer. It's probably a different combination of genes in different ethnic groups. Okay. And then um, my second question was for you, Dr. Drew. Um, it's like a diet pill that my friend's taking. It's like chromium picolate or something. Yeah, it's basically a vitamin. It's not a oh, diet it's pill. It's a vitamin? Does it really do anything mm, at all? I mean, it's thought to enhance some... Well, the, no, the deal is that lack of chromium impairs certain uh, enzyme and, and hormone function. So people people have extrapolated from that to say, well, then extra chromium must make those enzymes work better. And that's never been proven. So it, it could, like, not do anything. It could not do It may enhance insulin effect. It may enhance growth hormone. It may enhance parathyroid hormone, that kind of stuff. But, but probably not. All right, Satara. Okay, thanks. Uh, get to that opium, Dan, and, Dan, and uh, straighten your fez on the way. I will. All right. Plenty of room on that hookah pipe for everyone. Uh, Drew, mm. uh, let me explain to everybody uh, about these weight loss pills. Those are not weight loss pills she was talking about, though. Any attempt at these weight loss pills. Yeah. Uh, the the government, uh, not the government, uh, private industry is uh, spending uh, billions of dollars a year trying to... The, the person that comes up with a pill yeah. that really works... Safely. Safely is an instant billionaire. Yep. And uh, where there's money, there's research. And people have been busting their ass, I, I would guess, for the last uh, 50 years, and especially the last 20 years, trying to come up with something. And you know what? Nothing is found to work like uh, not eating so much and doing a little exercise. Right. That is it. Mother Nature will get you. Yes. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, it, it is a Rubik's Cube that can never be uh, unsolved or solved, I should say. Uh, you twist it this way, you line up this side, you screw up the other side. You flip the thing over, you try to line that up, now the other side you're just working on is screwed up. You can never fix this. Um, enlarging your penis doesn't work. Uh, uh, instant uh, weight loss pills? No. Uh, smart drugs? Uh, hey, I'd like to get smart. Uh, I don't want to read. Uh, I don't want to uh, uh, in, in, engage in um, interesting conversation or debate. I just want the damn smart pill. I want the thin pill. I want the high pill. I euphoria, want the high pill, the euphoria the pill. pill. I, I, I want a, the uh, male pattern balding. The antidepressant And pill. the antidepressant. They all, and, and the big penis pill, and the uh, lifetime erection pill. They don't exist. They all have an, a side effect. All of them. Nothing's for free. Stop thinking you can get it in a pill. You'll ruin your life. You will ruin your life chasing this pill. All right. Loveline will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Ah, Tommy John Wear. Love me some Tommy John Wear. Swap my entire underwear drawer out with Tommy John T-shirts, underwear, underpants. My wife makes fun of me for saying underpants. I love this stuff. All of it. You, you won't go back. That, that, I, it's all I'm saying. Paul Bryan was ordering some today. He was talking to Gary, and he was like, uh, I want it, because Adam says you won't go back. You will not go back. These are revolutionary undershirts. Designed to be tucked in. They don't, they don't come slopping out of your jeans. They stay tucked in. No excess bunching underneath your dress shirts. 
breathable fabric. They never shrink. You don't get the bacon neck look. I am telling you, try the Tommy John wear, and you tell me that you like your old T-shirts better, and I'll slap you in the face and call you a liar. Go to TommyJohnWear.com, TommyJohnWear.com. Enter the promo code ADAM. Get 20% off your first order. It is unbelievable. They, they gave me three of them to try out, and I sift through my drawer every time, and I order ten more. TommyJohnWear.com. Promo code ADAM. 20% off. You will never go back to what you're wearing. TommyJohnWear.com. It is? It could be. It's no, that way. Phone hey, number. It's a free for... country. You can do anything you want to do. All right. Here's uh, what we were just talking about with producer Ann uh, during the commercial. Uh, your shape is your shape. That's it. Stocky people are stocky. Hey, I, I will. Uh, here's, the, here's, here's the body part. The calf. Some people have huge calves. Right. You know, like a Samoan guy. Forearms, too. Uh, I played football with a, with a guy named Chung Wah. Chung Wah's uh, calves were so big. I think it was a, it must be a Chinese guy. Chung Wah. Chung Wah's calves were so big that Chung Wah wore a football thigh pad, that big, hard, plastic uh, thigh pad, uh, on his shin. You're kidding. And it fit. That is huge. That's how big Chung Wah, that's how big Chung Wah's calves were. That's huge. And Chung Wah didn't speak real good English. And we do like tackling drills, and I'd like line up in front of Chung Wah, and uh, the coach would say, uh, uh, "Okay, half speed, here we go now." And I, I'd say, uh, "Chung Wah, uh, half speed," and he'd just smile and shake his head like he was going to kill. Uh, oh. Hold on, uh, hold on. I don't think Chung Wah understands. Uh, and then the whistle would blow, and Chung Wah would like to try to pull uh, one of my uh, elbows out through the socket. But uh, you are what you are. Yeah, yes, uh, you can put weight on. Yes, you can take weight off. But uh, some women, big ass. Uh, uh, learn to love it, baby. And find a guy who loves it because that is your ass. You're married to it. Uh, I have a... Uh, some men, big gut. Big gut. No butt. No butt. Right. Uh, I have uh, thin calves. You're fat. I, uh, you know, played football for 10 years, uh, lifted weights, uh, drove uh, one of those uh, blocking sleds uh, across the field with cleats on. Always had thin calves. Same here. Ne- done change. Yeah. Nothing. Drew, you go run uh, around the damn block uh, 20 times every morning. No. Thin calves. Oh, yeah. That, that's yours. Yep. Love them. Yep. And, in fact, if they start thickening up, I get, like, a compartment syndrome. It gets, like, a shin splint. If you it's, tried it, and if you if you, if you you spent your life trying to get rid of those yeah, uh, spindly yeah. little calves of yours, you would be the most miserable man alive. Because it would never happen. It would never happen. You uh, Your shape is your shape. Make the best of it, and that's it. Move on. Find someone who loves the big ass or the skinny calves. Got to find a woman who loves the skinny calves. Nikki, 20. Hello. Hey. Um, I am going to college, and I have fallen in love, or not in love, at least attracted to my philosophy professor, and he's 58. Mm-hmm. And let's see, in the past month, I've had one affair with a man who's 48. Oh, mm. Yeah, he's married and has two children. Oh, for God's sakes. 
I was wondering... Um, Have you ever had any relationships with people your own age? Um, I've never had any relationships. Except with these older guys. Except for these older men. Uh, I'm going for the wallet. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We don't? Because we're both going to say the same thing. All right, what do you say first? I Where's Dad? Stupid. Where's Daddy? My father. Um, my father and mother have been married for 27 years. Uh-huh. So he's he's still around. Yeah. Uh, how's your relationship with him? Um, good. Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's 46. All right, so he's not exceptionally old. No. Not at all. Where do you think you uh, got this uh, gravitate uh, toward the older guy syndrome? Well, a friend of mine pointed out that it could possibly be because I was molested as a child. Oh. And now I'm just acting out that. Uh, very astute friend of yours, <laughs> uh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you were molested as a child by whom? Um, by a man who used to live with us for two years. Was he an older guy? Um, actually, the age difference is about the same. It, same I, as what? I was five years old, and he was in his 30s. Yeah, so he'd be an older guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, when you're five, uh, certainly 30s older. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, who was this guy? He was... Um, a friend of my father's. That's right. Okay. College. Did you call him uncle? No. That's that's. Huh? See what I say? Uh, it's uncle. Anyone who comes into my if, house after I have kids, uncle. So if they'd call him uncle, it would have been okay. He wouldn't have done anything. He wouldn't have done it. You're not going to molest your own niece. Uh, Nikki. Yes. All right. So this is horrible. And this is the deal. This is why you're doing this. I mean, we in our adult life act out those things which were horrifying to us as a child to try to solve them, to try to make them better, to try to deal with them. And what you do is end up picking the same kind of people who perpetrated these atrocities on you in the first place and try to fix it. And you end up just acting out the same thing over or and master over it. and over again. Okay, how do I break the cycle? Therapy. I've been to therapy. All right, then you must molest someone yourself. No, no. <laughs> how like long a, the Indian tribe. How long were you in therapy for? Um, well, when it... Was it less than five years? Probably. Uh -huh. We also got into some problems because my sister is um, an alcoholic and into narcotics. Um, was your therapist a male or female? Actually, I've had both. Uh, did you have any sort of amorous uh, adventures with the therapist? <laughs> no. No? No. All right. Well, that's a step in the right but, direction. But that's, that's, those are the kinds of feelings that she needs to work through with a therapist. She needs, she needs to pick a therapist who's very capable and able to sort of contain this stuff. All right. So forget about the uh, philosophy teacher. Forget about him? Yes. Absolutely. You're it's just, just you're, acting you're, out. You're the same cycle. You want to keep get stuck like a broken record in this cycle? In this. Oh, Distraction, distraction, distraction. Anything but focus on uh, what got you there and what the impulse behind it is. You know what I mean? But, but that, yeah, Just focus on the impulse, right. and uh, you can go through your whole life happily focusing on your impulse. But that's what defenses are. That's what when people say you're being defensive, or that's a defense. That's what we're talking about. Right. It's a defense against the real feelings. But, Drew, this guy's different. You don't understand. Uh, I love him. Uh, the way he Philosophy speaks about uh, oh, oh, uh, Nietzsche, uh, it's amazing with this guy. Oh. And he has this uh, sort of a salt and pepper goatee, and he always wears a uh, beret and a bad turtleneck and a big corduroy blazer with the suede patches on the sleeves. Philosophy teacher. I don't trust these guys. Uh -huh. Jody. Hi. Hey, you're 24. What's going on? What's going on? Well, I uh, got into a really bad drug habit. and um, What drug? 
heroin. Okay. And I came out here to clean up. I haven't had anything in about two weeks. Right before I left my hometown, I started going to a meth clinic. Methadone? Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? She's talking about method acting? A methamphetamine. I don't know. You went to a meth clinic. I never methadone clinic. I never heard of it called a meth clinic. I just wasn't familiar with the term, sir. I'm hip to the street lingo. All right, methadone withdrawal takes weeks. It's a nightmare. And I hate methadone. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people advocate it. I think Made you funny. vomit. Ugh, it just. I'm still like shaking. Yeah, methadone. How long were you on it for? Well, see, that's the thing. I only took it for about a week and a half. What dose? 150. Okay. Well, you're gonna have withdrawal from that. For how much longer? I mean, because... It's you like stopped 10 days ago? Roughly. The, the methadone and the heroin? Yeah. And, and by the way, every every person I've ever seen that does methadone also chips heroin. Um, it, could, it, it could go on two to four weeks. Oh, it my could. God. All right, uh, Drew, could you, uh, could you prop her up just a little bit yeah, here, go, please? Yes, I Jody. know you have disdain for methadone, but Jody, you're, go you're, to the, the you're going to get her right back on the, on the chase and the dragon there. Go to an NA meeting. Get some support from people who've been through this. Have people around you at all times. You can't. This is something you cannot do on your own. It's not possible. It's just. It's not human. Well, I have been going. Well, I haven't since I've gotten out here. Well, go. I've kicked it once, and it's like. Jody. Yes. Go to an. Kicking heroin once is is the name of the game. You can kick it a hundred times. Hold on, uh, kicking anything once is not a good argument for why you're not going to do it again. Right. Uh, unless uh, you're still on the once part that you've kicked it. Right. In which case you don't phrase it that way. And, and and being able to stop the use of a drug or alcohol is the most common defense that addicts use as the reason why they can handle it or why they can do it the next time. There's always a next time, and a next time, and a next time, and each time is worse than the one before. And obviously, Jody, this time is giving you more trouble than the time before. Go to NA. Get some recovering peers around you. Get a sponsor. Get support. Get through this. You can. You you don't. I mean, you're 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 halfway there, and you've you know you understand that you need help. You don't have to go to a hospital. Sometimes people can get better with NA. If you fail with that, then you've got to go to some place where they can keep you in a contained environment, actually get treatment. Mike, fifteen. Mike, sleep. I hear him. Mike? What's going on there? Hey, Mike. Mike's been on hold for 104 minutes. That's almost an hour. Almost an hour. Almost two hours. Nothing gets past you, Drew. <laughs> Nothing at all. Hey, Mike. All right. Mike? I see. I see. Uh, this is. I might go for the uh, reverb <laughs> at this point, but uh, it's not worth the risk. <laughs> just, uh, just this. Now, let me try to do that. Uh, hold on, let me try. Um, um, uh, Mike, uh, this is the voice of your subconscious. Uh, wake up. Uh, see. <laughs> see, it's not just the reverb. He doesn't like. He doesn't like your whole shtick. Uh, Rachel, twenty-one. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Hey. Um, Surprised! I've been on the phone for an hour and finally got through. Uh, <laughs> I uh, oh, okay. You've been dialing for an right, hour. Right. Yeah. What do you do? You have a speed dial? No, flash redial. Flash redial. Flash redial. Um, over and over. Isn't again. that a speed dial or what is that? Is that? Mm. Oh, it's a different thing. No, flash is for call waiting. Oh, I see. That was just yeah. All right. Um, I have a couple comments and a question. Yeah, um, I welcome comments, by the way. We don't get enough comments on this That's show. That's true. Good point. Don't uh, I, was a, I, was a, I was at a payphone a couple nights ago uh, 
it's it's hard to you know dial over and over again. No, no, but people on. should feel free to express whatever their feelings are about what we talk about. And, and we're not talking about calling in, but we're talking about comments. So you listen to other uh, talk shows, and it's all comments. Oh, uh, I'm I'm calling in. I'm disagreeing. I'm calling in. I'm agreeing. I hate both of you. I love both of you. We never get any comments. <laughs> Give us a comment. Well, I occasionally love you both, but usually more Drew than Adam. Yeah. But yeah, you're Adam. Um, I have watched the show too. I watched it when I was in Utah. Um, I listened to you a couple nights ago. Let's and... talk about the TV show in Reverb. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the Grand Slam. Uh, let's do it. Hey, um, uh, yes, what about the TV show, the MTV show? Uh, um, I love the night that uh, Molly Ringwald was on. I'm telling. <laughs> but, but cart that up so Ann can bring it in uh, with her tomorrow to uh, K-Rock. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, what's your question or what's no, your comment? I have comments first. Yes, go My ahead. My comment first is um, I have been I was molested as a child, and um, a few nights ago you were talking to oh, I don't know how long ago it was talking to somebody who called in and you guys were broke out your wallets. And you were going to do the bet thing. Right. She was molested by her father and a neighbor, and then like carjacked and raped and right, all kinds right. of lovely things. Oh, oh yeah, that was like I don't know, two weeks, a week and a half, two weeks wasn't ago. That long ago. No, no, because no, I've wasn't only been in, I've yeah. only been back in California for like right, right, right. over a week. All right, anyway. anyway. Um, I don't know if it was the both of you or one of you that was saying that you know your love life is going to be messed up forever, kind of thing. Because she was feeling numb. She didn't feel anything when she had Oh, that. I remember this one. Yeah. She yeah. could. Yeah, right. Right. And I'm saying that's totally not true because I was molested as a child and I did go, you know, through a lot of it and I did have to deal with that within myself, but I'm fine with having sex and actually performing the act that was... Wait a minute. I think, I think you're proving my point for me because oh. you just said you had to work through a lot of stuff well, in, in order to have feelings when you were having sex, right? I've always had feelings when I've had sex. I've had bad partners. And, and by before. the way, but you said you had to go through a lot of stuff. I'm just quoting what you said. I right. had to go through a lot of stuff. Right. Within and myself, but not dealing with sexual acts. With th other that's people. fine. But you had to go through a lot of stuff in order to sort out your issues related to the abuse. And that's all we were telling her. That's all we told her. But but listen, uh, there's plus, a big difference. Uh, she had uh, quite a bit more done yes, to her than you. Yes, there's a big difference between one episode and recurrent episodes. It's a whole different okay. deal. Well, I've had a couple, but yes, totally understandable. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm fine with sex. I think it's, well, I prefer making love to having sex with somebody that you love. And, okay, good. And you're, you're, you've, you've, you've been able to get through this. That's great. We're, we're not telling you to go have therapy. We're not telling you you're going to have the chaos in your, in your relations that undoubtedly you had for a while, though. Probably, yeah. Right? Okay. And, and then, if you called and us when you were having that chaos, we'd say, hey, you've got to sort through this stuff or you're going to stay in this chaos. Right. And you were able to get out. That's good. Right. And another comment is, I agree with you halfway on this. And that's, you made a comment saying that there should be an age limit and a test given to get married. And have kids. And have kids. Yes, I was going to say that, but I didn't remember if you said that that night. I agree with the test part. I don't agree with the age thing because we all mature at different stages. And so it doesn't really matter. If you're giving a test, I don't think it really matters how old you are. I think a point's well taken. All right. Uh, why not? Why have age? Um, why for alcohol? Uh, why for driver's license? Uh, why for uh, military service? Well, Do you think we should get away with all those ages as well? Not necessarily. Why not? Uh, what if you're really mature at 15 and you can hold your liquor? <laughs> huh? Because you're messing up your own life. <sighs> 
and you're not messing up somebody else's or bringing another life into the world to mess up. Uh, what do you mean? A bad marriage can certainly mess up uh, someone else's That's life. What I'm saying. That's even so worse, like, though. So there should even be more strict age limit with that. Right. All right. Uh, all right, Rachel. I have, I have a question. All yes, right. Go ahead. Real no. Quick. Hold on. We got to go to break. Right. Uh, Drew, what right. are you kidding? What? Right. The, look what time it is. Right. Right. This is uh, Rachel. Right. Give me a headache. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Uh, who is this? Uh, oh, this is uh, one uh, third eye blind or something. Yeah, I like the songs. Uh, poppy. Hey, is it just me or are we getting into like a like a kind of a new poppy uh, scene here in the music? I mean, uh, you know, uh, Pearl Jam and uh, some of these other bands that were doing a little more moaning a few years ago, and we're getting more into like the more fun. Yeah, more fun. the cardigans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Squirrel Nut Zippers and uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and uh, the Cardigans. We spent some time with those guys over the weekend, the Boss Tones. They, they are great guys. They are awesome They were guys. having such time. They're, they're struggling so hard with their success. They don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. They, they, they feel like they're selling out. And they, uh, they, well, because if you're this local band uh, for, for 15 years and you have this huge uh, following in Boston local. and all of a sudden you start breaking out and everyone uh, starts calling you a poser now. You know what I love about I saw the Mighty Mighty Bostones uh, last They were on Conan last night. Mm. You, know, you know what I love about them? Uh, they got that one guy. He just dances. Who? Uh, I can't remember what the name of the guy. They were, we were, they were all hanging out in the bar in uh, Florida, and we were sitting around talking to Dickie and uh, the rest of those guys. Joe. And uh, they're great guys. Just, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you, growing up in Boston or uh, not having success for the first 10 years of your career or something just makes you the most uh, humble human being in the world. But real nice, regular guys. But I just love the fact that one guy doesn't play an instrument. He doesn't sing. He, doesn't, uh, he probably doesn't, like, help with the equipment or anything. He just dances. And by the way, if there's any band uh, that's breaking, it's looking, uh, and it doesn't have to be that kind of band. It could be like a silver chair or you something. Sign Anna? No, I'm looking to get out oh, and dance. Oh, oh, oh. oh that'd all be, your free time? Wouldn't that be quite a sight? <laughs> wouldn't yeah. that be a sight? Yeah, they, they would, you'd have to play day gigs, uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, stuff like that. Uh, wear go-go boots? Yeah, I'd dress in something provocative. I'd show, a little, I'd show a little ass. <laughs> Let's finish with Rachel. Uh, Rachel. 
scares me. Uh, yes, uh, the, the woman, uh, many comments. Yes, woman of many comments. All right, I listen to you all the time. What's your question? We never got your question answered, um, to it even. I have some kind of aversion or something to dating wonderful men who don't realize that they're wonderful men and have really low self-esteem. I don't understand this. Who think I'm just totally wonderful, but I can't make them love themselves. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't understand what that is. It just, like, stresses mm, out my it's, life. It's kind of a codependency of sort, I guess you could call that. Or yeah. at least a dependency issue. Though they have low self-esteem. Yeah. And you're hooking up with these guys. Well, I mean, they're wonderful people, and it's just when it comes down to it, they don't think that, you know. They how does it? How does it? How does it matter? What is it that about that that drives you crazy? How does it manifest? Because I can't make them see that. No, no, no but what? What I can do? I understand, but what do they do to you that makes it uncomfortable for you? Because I can't just have a relationship with them and know that it's going to be fine because you can't love somebody unless you love yourself. Let me ask you this. Do they get a little bit controlling? No. No. Okay. Uh-uh. They don't get demanding? Mm, or no. jealous? Well, I mean, everybody gets jealous. All right. <laughs> they get but jealous. Not to like, no, not to like any All right. extreme. Well, look, if it ain't uh, broke, don't fix it then. Mm, well. All right, listen. You know, part of the, part of the, maybe it's not the self-esteem so much as the sense of self. They may not have a, you know, a real sense of self that she can connect with. Uh, that's, a, that's a healthy kind of a criticism of a partner. Here's like the whole thing, uh, lads uh, and, and ladies. Uh, the whole self-deprecation thing, the whole uh, I don't feel so great about myself. It, it's cool and everyone likes it for a little while, and then eventually they hate you, and you get kicked around for it. Uh, here's what women want. They want powerful men who uh, are benevolent, meaning uh, they want guys who could kick ass but uh, choose not to, not guys who choose not to because they're scared they're going to get their ass kicked. Well, they also uh-huh. look, look. Am I right? No, they. Want, yeah. Oh, don't tell me I'm not right. Well, I think you're a little bit askew in, the, in that they, what they want is powerful guys who are loving, right? Yes. Who are available yes. emotionally? Okay. Except they except. People have been abused. Really, don't want that. They think they want that, but they can't. No, they can't and hang uh, with that. Uh, Rachel. Uh, the more I spoke to her, the less I, I felt she was uh, along in her her therapy. And uh, you know, when we first talked to Rachel. Well, I was uh, molested as a youngster on a couple of occasions, but uh, I've done my work. I've sorted it out, and uh, I'm 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 a million bucks. Uh, the more we spoke to her, the uh, less I got that vibe. And I was suspicious when she said, uh, "I took care of everything myself." Uh, it's hard to do that. Yep. It really is. Yep. Sean, 16. Yeah, um, I had a question about attention deficit. Yeah. Well, um, this is for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, my parents want me to go to this brain scanning type of thing, and uh, it's supposed to be like they're going to retrain my brain to think normally. Hmm. And I was just wondering if it was for real. I, I need to know more about it. What What is it? Um. They 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 go through they test you and uh, they found out parts of my brain that were not focusing correctly. Right, right. And um, they want to like retrain those parts of my brain so I can function How? normally. How? How are they doing? Huh? What what means were they going to achieve this? I don't know. <laughs> well, I would need to know more before I could tell you about what it is that they're doing. Where is this being done? Um. I don't know. My parents, it's been done, like, uh, medical studies have been done. I know, I but where, where are they taking you to have this done? Um, I think UCI Medical. Okay. I mean, so you're going to University Center. It's, it's uh, Certainly you're getting the state of the art, 
and uh, if it can help you, why not take advantage of it? It's, and they're not talking about using medication, or are they? No, they're not. Yeah, I mean, th- there are there are new ways of sort of retraining or reprogramming people with things along the lines of attention deficit disorder that have been quite promising. So I, I would I would take advantage of it, Sean. Why not if it can help you? Okay. And there may be a few bucks in it for you. For him? Oh yes, because he, medical experiments. Uh, sometimes they pay these people they pay the quite patients, nicely. Uh, well, you pick uh, one. Uh, you know, I got dyslexia the testing once. Yeah, a lot of good that did. Yeah, they hooked up electrodes in my brain. They like closed, well, covered one eye, and uh, you know, I read something, and then they covered the other eye. You know, they always hold that piece of cardboard in front of your eye when they cover it. They don't go close your eye. Right. It's like, uh, hey, doc, trust, trust me, you. I'll close the damn eye. <laughs> you don't have to hold a peachy folder in front of half my face. Right. Uh, believe me, I and listen. I came in uh, on my own. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm fine. I don't have a disorder. You just never learned how to read. Yes. This is, uh, let me tell you the amazing thing about our society, and it's sort of apropos to what we've talked about tonight. Uh, for years, I told people, listen, I'm a piss-poor reader. I don't read well. Oh, it's a, a form of dyslexia. Um, no. Uh, it, it, it's like, uh, it, it's like uh, hey, you're a crappy golfer. You must have a condition. Uh, no, I've never picked up a set of golf clubs. But it's all part of that entitlement thing. If you can't do it, there must be some reason for it. Because everybody's entitled to everything. Right. So Unless I, something keeps them from it biologically. And perhaps there's some medicine you could take for your reading. Right. Uh, so I, I said, uh, nah, I don't know. I never really learned to read. And uh, because of that, I'm a really horrible reader. It's quite embarrassing. Uh, maybe it's a problem with your vision. Mm, no, I seem to see everything else fine. <laughs> I, I would blame it. I'd gladly blame it on the vision, but uh, the, my eyesight's fine. When I study the pornography, it's, it's, it's with crystal clarity. I have eyes like a hawk. I can I can spot uh, a, a hustler at uh, eighty paces uh, on a dark and windy night. Uh, uh, well, maybe it's a problem with the part of the one side of your brain stronger than the other. Uh, no. I don't think so. Well, you better get tested. Everyone said, get tested for dyslexia. And I said, I, oh, I think I read pretty good considering uh, the amount of reading I've done in my life. Uh, get tested. I got tested. You're a genius, they said. I, they swear to God they did. You know what level I read at? Uh, a senior in college. Uh, the last uh, the last month yeah, of the you, last year. It took you three weeks to read the material, though. Yeah, but they didn't know that. Yeah. No. No, no, what, they put... How could that be? Then what? Then you're, then you're psychologically bluffing. They don't do a speed reading thing. They do like a comprehension thing, and I they see. do like a focus thing, and, and they see. do a bunch of stuff like that. I see. I they see. don't have I you see. read out loud and critique you. Right, 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 right. I see. And by the way, um, my wife was pushing out the door today the uh, our, our hooked on phonics thing, which is the size of a small. Oh, that's for me. A small suitcase. Yeah. And I, I refused to take it because I thought, you, first of all, I didn't think you'd do it. And secondly, I thought if you took it with your moving and said we'd never see it again. That's true. Do, do you want it? How much is that hooked on phonics thing running you? I, I, it's a, I don't know. It's a huge thing. And the kids aren't just quite old enough to deal with it yet. But we, I wouldn't buy, within a year, we're going to be cramming it down their throat, I assure you. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like it. All right. Uh, is there any nudity? Uh, no. No, but the, there's an interesting, maybe an interesting market there for you. Is, is the narration done by a Morgan I, Fairchild I, or anyone I, that's seductive? No. Could I have myself to one of these tapes, or am I just going to have to study? You find a way. Okay. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. 
Since when are you afraid of cheese? Loveline will be right back. Hey, I'm global security expert Paul Violas, inviting you to check out my new podcast, The Security Brief, where we'll tackle all the issues that keep you up at night. Gun violence, terrorism, identity theft, travel risks, and so many more. Get realistic solutions and interactive conversations with celebrities, experts, and most importantly, you. The Security Brief. Download it now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Well, speak of the devils who are uh, singing about the devil. All right, uh, Matthew Sweet in here tomorrow night, and we'll be glad to talk to young Matt. Henry Rollins on Sunday. Henry Rollins on Sunday, uh, producer Ann, who's, uh, uh, you know, you love her, you hate her, but uh, she's a booker. Oh, yeah. And I won't go away. Um, Thank you. She could get Al Jolson on this show. She really could. Uh, she could uh, book uh, Frosty in Hell. All right. Uh, so I want to thank the uh, lovely Lisa, the beautiful Sherry, the angular one, uh, producer Ann, and the uh, semi-less angular uh, one-nut wonder engineer Mike for doing a wonderful job tonight. Until tomorrow night, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hi, this is Adam. Please leave a message. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.